Hey, Johnny, yo, get it off your chest, bro. I want, I'll tell you what, I, I just want to say I'm very, very blessed. I don't have a lot, but I have everything because I have life. Now, go, when sir. I was a young kid, always wanted to be an announcer of boxing, and ever since I see my first boxing match, and all of a sudden, I, I never gave up, and I became an announcer for the last 12 years, but I use that as a plateau to help our veterans and active military. Congratulations, and I have. I have been so, so very, very fortunate, man. I, I swear, people don't ever give up, and, and you can achieve anything you want. The Breakfast Club, El Club del Desejano, the undefeated, undisputed morning talk show ever. You guys rock. <laughs> you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Hey, hey, I, think, I, I, think, I think we need to get this guy's number. You need to have you come in the studio and record some of those for, for, for real, for real. Where are you located, bro? Uh, over there, I'm actually in a little city just north of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Ah, damn. Oh, you're pretty far. He could actually do it from his studio. You hold on. Don't hang yeah. up, okay? You heard me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. yeah I can definitely hear you. And hold I appreciate on. any opportunity. You guys are awesome. This is for free. Just want you to know that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, man. What's, what's up? up? Andy, what's up, Charlemagne? What's, what's, what's up, brother? Bro, I'm going to let you do what you got to do. I know what you're calling for, man. You're calling to shoot your shot. Go ahead, bro. Basically, man. Appreciate it, man. Yo, Angelie. Yes, what's sir. What's up, man? What's you know, up? I'm a light-skinned brother. Fresh face. Strike one. About your mouth. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just feel like I'm just that dude for you. You know what I'm saying? And I'm with the business. You know, my name, whole weight. And I'm a real one. What does that mean? I'm with the business and drug my name dealer. whole weight. Definitely a drug dealer. I'm with the <laughs> oh, business. Nah. Oh, nah. My name whole weight is definitely drug dealer talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just one of those ones. You know what I'm saying? So just take your DM out, shorty. You know what I'm saying? Word. Take okay. your DM out, DMs shorty. Is lit this What's morning. your credit? What's your credit, bro? Oh, shit. Bro, about five ninety eight, but I'm working. No, 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 no. Your name don't hold no weight. You know what's more important than Angelie? You know what's more important than Angelie dating a man with bad credit? What? <laughs> Good credit. <laughs> Good credit. <laughs> <laughs> what about a leader? No, oh, yeah, man. That's All terrible. Right that that might Poor put guy. that might put his score up fifty. So you about six fifty. Five, five ninety eight credit score, but he eat up. <laughs> <a> no. <laughs> How you gonna compromise? My goodness. How do you right. explain that to yourself? You start dating a guy like that. 598 credit score, but he eat a <laughs> though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Gabby, why you mad? Because my husband be tripping like I'm a side piece or something. You probably are a side piece and don't know it. <laughs> never, baby. I never play second to nobody. That's what you think. Why Why he treating you Not, like that? What is he doing? I don't know. It's like um, he been disappearing, going out of town. He don't ask me to come with him, like family functions or whatever. And we've been together. He's um, <laughs> like uh, my first. Yeah, it's getting close you to ain't been in no family functions, you a side chick, boo. <laughs> no, nah, I stopped that one. <laughs> 
Yeah. Sorry for you, mama. Oh, y'all married? Yeah, they married. Yeah, we married. You can still be a side chick and be married. Nah, hell nah. He got him another. He got him another boo. He got a main sugar stain now, and it ain't you no more, boo. Damn it, mama. Teresa, good morning. Good morning. How are you? How is everything? I, I was calling because I'm blessed this morning. I'm a 43-year-old, completely blind female, and I have three beautiful children. And I woke up this morning, and I finally have a man that loves me. Oh, uh, you got you go. three children, and you blind? Yeah. Yeah, that blind has nothing to do with her vagina. So listen, did the guy have sex with you unprotected on purpose, or you just didn't know he ain't had a condom on? You stupid. No, I've only been blind for 10 years. Oh, how old are your kids? 20, 16, and 13. How'd you go blind, if you don't mind me asking? I have glaucoma. Oh, Oh. you don't smoke weed? Yes, I do. Does it help, or did it help? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. You're not completely blind. Yeah, she says she's blind, blind. She can't drive. You you have a stick or a dog? I have a stick. Okay. Oh, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm sure other senses have been enhanced, right? Yeah, yeah. I always wanted no, I don't to know. feel sorry for me because I'm like I told you, I'm blessed. I always there you wanted go. to know that. Don't take this as disrespectful. I always wanted to know when what? blind people walk around in the street, right? And they're going block yeah. to block. How do they know where they're going? And there's no cracks in the street and where the curbs are. That's what the stick is for. That's what the stick. Is but the stick for. doesn't tell you if there's a car there because they walk. They know when to walk. Like they keep, they can't tell because when. Because your, your your hearing your your hearing gets more more sensitive. Oh, okay. I just wanted to know. Well, I wish you nothing but the best, baby. Blessings to you. Absolutely. Blessings to your kids. Absolutely. I'm blessed that you happy. You too. You too. Thanks a lot. I listen to you every morning. Thank Thank you, Mama. We appreciate the support. We see you. Why you say that? (laughs) Why you say that? Why you say that? Why you say that, yo? I hate you. All right. What do you mean? We I, I respect it. We see it. Right. Have our, li- our, our loyal listeners. Right. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all, you know what? Y'all gotta y'all gotta grow up. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051 If you're upset, you need to vent. Or if you feel blessed, hit us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy is back. Maury! 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 You get tired of audience. That's my audience. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in the restaurants, you walk in the hotels, people just start chanting it. If I go in the kitchen. Yeah. You see, I go to these highfalutin parties in New York sometimes, mm-hmm. and, you know, these media guys who I've known all my life, but, you know, they don't want to associate with me. Mm-hmm. So all they want to do is talk to my wife, see, because she. She's one of their people, but I'm not because I do this trashy talk show, according to them. (laughs) So what I do is I go into the kitchen, and everybody loves me in there. (laughs) You said that Donald Trump actually used to pitch ideas to you. Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, No, he didn't do paternity (laughs) tests. He came up with that now. Years and years ago, I used to do this show called A Current Affair. Remember? remember. And so what happened was it was right in the middle of his big... Uh, divorce with uh, Ivana and uh, and he was, you know, seeing Marla Maples on the sly and all that kind of stuff. And he was on the front of the New York Post every single day. Right. We love to do stories about all that because mm-hmm. <laughs> the current affair did all that stuff. If current affair was around now, he'd be all over it. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Yeah, every night. You think it's Trump fatigue at this point? I would hope so. I mean, I'd hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but th- the thing is, he's made it a cause of his to bash the media. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter... What part of the media you're in, he he just wants to uh, make his people feel like everything is fake news. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, and, and guess what? I saw a poll the other day. 46% of the people think... Media th- fake news. 
Fake news. I mean, it is, though. A lot of it is. I'm not, I can't speak for, like, the, some of the places that he's calling out, like CNN and Fox, right. but it is a lot of fake news out there, sure. especially with the Internet. Absolutely. And guess what? He's promoted some of that fake yeah. news. Yeah. He just yeah. says yeah. things without because, doing any research at all sometimes. Right. So Bannon, Bannon goes out there with Breitbart and all that stuff and starts feeding all this mm-hmm. Internet stuff from people who... You've never seen a pen or a pencil in their lives. Now, are you mad that Donald Trump kind of like ran for president before you? Because you probably could have ran. Not, <laughs> uh, that's a good point. You I probably could have so. ran and ran. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. You don't think and so? I, no. President Povich. No. No. <laughs> no. First of all, I'd have to take a pay cut. True. That is true. true. That is true. I'm not doing that. I got too many expenses. Now, how hard is it for you to leave your judgment behind when you're on the show? Like, you see a white woman who identifies as a black woman, and she can you imagine that tender skin and all of that? I thought I thought she was nuts. Right. I mean, she. I said, I, you know, I told, I told her, I said, you know, you know, color is not skin deep. <laughs> it's deeper than that. I mean. It's, Woman's trying to be African American. She's from Germany. She's right. a white German woman. <laughs> but by the way, more views than we've had in, on Facebook of any other guest. Really? Yeah. On the Mari YouTube channel, I got this guy. We call him the Sperminator. The okay. Sperminator. Yeah. Oh, Lord. He has uh, given his sperm to 24 different women, mm. and he's got 29 babies out there. Mm. And he is in their lives. And we also bring on five it, of the women. He's in all their lives, all the kids' lives? He says he is. Well, I wait, don't now, when you it. say given his sperm, do you mean had sex with them or donated his sperm? Mostly in a cup. Okay. Wow. But sometimes the old fashioned way. Right. <laughs> so, oh, that's hot. Huh? That's dope. So and I that? was prepared mm-hmm. to really just jump on this guy. I right. mean, what the heck are you. And he is a kind of an infectious personality, and I kind of kind of liked him. I kinda, by the time the whole thing was over, so you can see why he gets so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and not only that, I guess because he teaches, uh, he teaches in college. Mm. So what does he teach? Biology. Yeah. <laughs> does he? He's a college professor. I don't know. Wow. What can I tell you? And so maybe these people think, well, maybe I'll get a smart kid out of this. Ah. Uh. But don't you think that meeting all these different people has made you not be judgmental because I'm you go judgmental. in with some type of perception, I'm not preconceived notion, and then you meet them, I, and then you're like, oh. Exactly. Some some of it, you know, look, I, I always believe, even though, for instance, I do the paternity stories or I do the lie detector stories, I believe every single story is unique in its own way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, you know, that's what I hang my hat on, and that's why I, I, I'm I'm kind of excited with every one of these stories. I don't get bored. Right. I, I don't. Because sometimes with the you women... You still get surprised? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm still waiting for that big story that happened that's happened once where the woman accuses the guy of being the father of her twins, yeah. and, and he's the one. father of one but not the other. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened with that? She's got still, two daddies. Still haven't found out the the second daddy. Got wow. you, got you, got you, got you. Now, you've been doing Maury's show for 20 years now. Yeah. I remember about four years ago, maybe five, I was talking to some NBC execs, and he was like, yeah, Maury's got about three more years. Oh, yeah, right. And he's going to hang it up. I, 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 look, <laughs> I was scheduled for assisted living two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and these guys at NBC keep selling my show. And so... The show look, is still number one. Yeah, it's got it's got. Believe it or not, this is why you you know about research. You yeah, do yeah, all yeah. your radio research Absolutely. and all this rating stuff. 
it drives them crazy with my show because the older I get, the younger my audience. Mm. And so nobody can figure that out. I can figure it out because the the themes that I, I, I use, like the paternity test and the lie detector test and how to control kids, that, it's drama, man. It's it's all the great Shakespearean themes. It's lust mm -hmm. and betrayal and all these classic themes that everybody wants to know about. Uh, we have more with Maury. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Maury Povich in the building. Now, Maury, how accurate are the lie detector tests that you guys take? I, I see Rick uh, Patino said he just took one. How, how oh, Rick Patino, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? How accurate is it? Well, it's not as accurate as the paternity test. Right. Okay. It's not 99.9999. <laughs> right, right, right. But it's over 90%. I'll it put is. it to you that way. Yeah, but you could be nervous and fail one of those, though. Like, you could be telling the truth and be we nervous do, and sweaty. We, my boy Ralph, you know, Ralph is the guy, Ralph Barbieri is the guy who comes on my show because he does the administering the lie detector test. He says, look, I give this test three different times. I don't just do it one time. Mm -hmm. I do it three times. And being nervous doesn't affect the test. Some wow. people know how to beat the test, though, they say. Really? That's how? what I've heard. I know people who said they lied. Right. And then took the test and it said that they were no, telling the, the, uh, the only The only thing... I think what happens is these guys who are cheating on their on their significant others, mm -hmm. I think they come on the show and then they find out that they've lied. They know they're going to fail the test. Mm -hmm. They think that they can start all over again with the girl. Mm. That's what they think, even though the girl will take them back. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you say to somebody who says, oh, this woman came on, she's done 12 paternity tests, still hasn't found the father, right. she's a hoe? I think that woman is brave, mm -hmm. and I think she's courageous because she has to suck up her embarrassment and her humiliation because all she wants to do is find a father for that child mm -hmm. that she has to raise herself. She should have stuffed that sperm, and she wouldn't have got pregnant. Oh, right. Darla, man. <laughs> now, you know, people say that sometimes that, that some of your guests, that you exploit them. How do you feel about critics that say that you exploit some of your guests? This is what I say about them. Let's say it's a paternity test. Let's say a guy had not been in the life of these kids. And now all of a sudden he's shown to be the father. And there's a chance that he will get into the life of these mm. kids. So you can say I exploit them all the time. But I know the chances for that child being successful are much better if there are two parents in his, in his or her life. Okay. So that's what I say. To, and, and I get it all the time from, from critics and media people. But you know something? It's it's the media people who say I'm exploiting it. People don't think that. Yeah, but media, all media people exploit everything. Well, of course, hey, that's what they do. That's what we do. We exploit hey. everything. Hey, what are we doing here? Exactly. What, are, what, what am we're I doing? We're exploiting Maury right now. Yeah. Oh, exactly. man. Exactly. It's Harvey Weinstein and I'm stories. exploiting you because I want to be heard by all those people out there who watch my show. You know, it's so funny. Like, like it's like the Harvey Weinstein story will come out, and yeah. everybody will talk about. You know, the people who are accusing him of these things. And they'll right. act so concerned. You're just exploiting their story. Exactly. Exploiting their pain. That's exactly. all you're doing. Sell more papers. That's it. Mm -hmm. How come you've never done, like, a Maury movie? You know, the, the only, the only movie I ever did, believe it or not, 
Tyler Perry called me up. Big, my Dia's big happy family. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Dia has me, I mean, he's playing Medea, and he has me on the show because somebody is doubting whether whether Medea is, uh, uh, the, the other guy is the father of Medea's child, right? Mm-hmm. He builds I mean, Tyler, he, by the way, he's got this studio in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think amazing. you're in the middle of Hollywood. I mean, it is the most amazing studio. And he has rebuilt to exactly, to the exact feeling of my set. Really? The entire set. Because she comes on, I read the, I read the result. It's the wrong result. And Medea <laughs> runs off the stage, goes to the couch in the back, falls down, starts going crazy. <laughs> like... He's been watching my show for years. <laughs> and the and the greatest thing about it was, Tyler says, uh, it, it's scheduled for like a half a day shoot. And I'm going, oh, God, eight hours, stuff like that. How many times are they going to do it? He is so good. He did it one time. That's it. Goodbye. Wrap. See you, Amari. Thank wow. you. Wow. He was on Black Years too, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done that. But yeah. I mean, like a Maury movie, like a movie where about your life, or about maybe my not life? even that, but As maybe even movie. like a fun fictional movie, like a couple goes on Maury. Just oh, like really? A, I'm sure somebody's pitched a well, movie. Okay. Idea what about a comedy like where you're the father? That would be hilarious. Yeah, that's great, Char. Yeah. That's just <laughs> true. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, I'm the father of some, but not many. <laughs> <laughs> now you're on Maury social sit down. Yeah. Are you doing that show because you want people to start like? Taking you more serious? No, it's, no, it's it's me. It's it's the way I can, the way you all do it with Facebook and YouTube and things like that. They are unique segments, not on my show. And and for all those people who do everything on their devices, they can get this kind of uh, of new unique uh, segments only on that, only on YouTube. Your younger fan base. Yeah. That you have. Of course. You listen to so many stories every day. Right. I'm sure some things really still stay with you and stay in your head. How do you manage to clear your head? Just people going through certain struggles? Well, I I inquire about them, and we have a connection. All the producers keep in touch with every single guest that they produce. And so, therefore, if there is a problem, for instance, if I say, look, we're going to set up counseling for you back home, I make sure that the producers follow up on that. Mm-hmm. Good. And by the way, I also get a lot of return guests. Right. I mean, you know, first they're on. Here's the classic, okay? The guy accuses the woman of cheating on him and that he's not the father of the baby. Comes on. I do the whole thing. I do a lie detector test and a paternity test. She hasn't cheated on him. He is the father. And then, guess what? Six months later, she has figured it out. It was he who was cheating all the right. time. I'm coming back on the show because I want him to take the lie detector test. Wow. And, of course, he fails. Right. So we do a lot of that. Is there anything right. you stray away from, like certain topics? I don't do religion. Like- mm-hmm. I don't do politics. I don't do mess with that. I mean, there's enough channels for that kind of stuff. I don't think I need it. You'll do that on the social sit-down. Yeah, right? I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do all that. What do you think of the state of the, of, of the American government right now? Because you've seen a lot of different administrations. I, I think it's absolutely paralyzed. I think it's just the worst. I grew up in Washington, D.C., so I'm kind of a local kid, and I've been around government most of my life. And I remembered when everybody said, okay, I want this. Another guy would say, I want that. And then they'd sit down, they'd have a drink, and they'd meet in the middle, and something would get done. Mm-hmm. No more. Mm-hmm. That's it's it's the worst. It's more of a dictatorship. Which, by the way, which by the way, 
is the reason Donald Trump is president. Correct. Is because of the absolute frustration of the American people that nothing gets done. Do you regret voting for Trump? I didn't vote for him. (laughs) 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 I ain't telling you who I voted for, but I voted. (laughs) He got Maury Povich in the building. Now, this is your 20th season. Yeah. You got nominated for an Emmy, too. Congratulations. Ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, no, not really. I mean, come I mean, on. Outstanding talk show. Yeah, that's right. about right. Oh, in fact, it, they had this big event in L.A., you know, the ceremony, and they said, you want to go? I said, no, I'm not going. I said, why? Is it because if I go anywhere where I'm nominated for something, we never win. You guys go, have a good time. So we didn't win. I did that one time years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a production company, and I produced a short documentary after uh, 9-11, on a police officer in New York and a brother fire officer, both died in 9-11. Wow. It was called T- Twin Towers, and it was nominated for an Academy Award. Mm-hmm. And the guy that, who directed it and produced it for me, a fellow named Rob Port, he says, we'll, come, we'll go to the Oscars. I said, I'm not going to the Oscars. He says, why? He says, because if I go, I know you, you won't win. So I didn't go. And they won. Wow. We won the Oscar. And so ever since then, I said, I ain't going to any award ceremonies. I don't believe in that. It seemed like you'd be nominated every year for our standing talk show, though. Uh, 20 years with the numbers. Uh, you know, I want to tell you something. Mm. The people who run those things, the Emmys and things, they look on my show, you know, less than. They look down on your show. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous. Does that bother you? No. Years and years ago, when I was doing a current affair and R- Rupert Murdoch, he was mm-hmm. the uh, the head of Fox. Was. He, he, well, he is. Yeah. He still is, kind of. His sons are now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to say, he said, look, we're not in this to win awards. We're in this to win viewers. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I look on it. Absolutely. Sure. What do you think about all these allegations now against all these high-powered producers in Hollywood? Well, are these stories you've heard about for years? You know... I knew Harvey was a tough guy to deal with. I didn't know anything about his relationships with women. But I knew he he had the reputation of being a screamer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, I'm not surprised because there's a, there was a culture out there, especially when I was younger, when, you know, if a woman wanted to get a job in a certain entertainment position or news position, hey, Wait till the news people come out. The casting couch. Oh, boy. Casting couch, baby. Oh, baby. Don't think that casting couch wasn't in the news business. They've already been talking about Bill O'Reilly and all the settlements that he had. Yeah. This is going to get nasty for people. You got anything you want to tell us more before we hear it on TV? I got nothing. (laughs) By the way, it did. I'm telling you right now, I started thinking about it, you know, way back. <laughs> and I said, I'm so happy. I think I'm in the clear. I, I think really she slept know. with me for the right reason. <laughs> I think I slept with her for the right reason. <laughs> but I, didn't, I didn't tell her I'd give her a job. But I'm telling you, everybody in our business, they mm. began to think about it. Did yeah. you right. think about it? Didn't you think about it? No. I've never been in that kind of position of power. might have been on the other side. (laughs) No, that is true. I've I've been put in compromising positions. And you see a lot of men are coming forward and saying that they, too, have been sexually harassed and assaulted. Right. Has anything ever happened to you? You ever feel like anybody put you in How you been on the air all these years, Maury? How'd you get this show? No. (laughs) 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 I I mean, I think I'm in in the clear there. I really am. I, I... You know, I was never in the hiring position. Mm -hmm. Right. 
I was always the guy wanting to be hired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was never in the hiring position. What do you think should happen to Harvey Weinstein now? Oh, I think it's already happened. Mm-hmm. I think he's toast. I mean, I think... Uh, yeah, and I, I, I don't think the company will survive. I really don't. I think they'll sell off it piecemeal. The television division will be sold off. The movies, will, the library will be sold, all that stuff. It'll, it'll, it'll be gone within a year. Yeah, I think it's a wrap. Yeah, I think it's gone. Yeah, I think it's a wrap. I don't, I don't, and I, don't, I still don't feel like they're going at him the way they went at like a Bill Cosby either, though. Like, I don't feel like he's being well, crucified. There are, the there are about five cases out there, and apparently the, the investigators in New York are looking at it. Yeah. People in L.A. I are looking they, at it. It's pretty new allegations like everything has. And it, you know what? Women have spoken out about Bill Cosby in the past. They've spoken about Harvey Weinstein in the past. People didn't take it seriously at first. And now we're starting to take those things more seriously. Like, what, what do you think about this Me Too thing? What do you think the about hashtag? that? Yeah, the hashtag Me Too. I think, it's, I think that a lot of women have been put in situations where... They feel like they've been compromised. They feel like it's intimidating. It's intimidating when somebody in a position of power does something to you and you feel like if you speak about it, you could get blackballed. You might never get a job again. People won't believe you. And it did happen to a lot of different women. So I think it's great that people feel like they can express themselves and have that voice and put those stories out there. So I do think it's a positive thing. And the difference between Harvey and Bill is celebrity, too, though. Yeah. Like, if Harvey had been a celebrity that people actually knew, they'd be all over him roasting him. Yeah. The jokes aren't as good when you don't really know the person. I talked to my wife about it because, you know, she was there back in the day mm-hmm. when she Connie Chung when she was coming up in the news. Harvey person. sexually assaulted Connie, no, too? No, no. Yeah, she's... <laughs> no, but, but I asked her about uh, her experiences. And she says, I'm, I'm putting everything in the book. <laughs> I said, okay. Really? Yeah, wow. I said, wow. But, but knowing my wife, she got around it this way. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? You're not that good looking. Right. I don't want to be around. I mean, she was one of the boys. I mean, she would just throw it back at you. Gotcha. So it wasn't. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it is how you handle it, but it's unfortunate that it does happen. But I do feel like guys will sometimes just put it out there and see if how you react to it and it's you know but then there's those worst situations when you're trying to get on and you're getting promised things and you end up in a hotel room or alone with somebody yeah. and then someone the worst thing about physically the, does something. The worst thing about the Weinstein thing was the honeypot thing. What's the honeypot? What's the honeypot? The hun- you don't know about the honey? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. So, okay. I'm going to, we're going to talk about a script come to my hotel room mm-hmm. with my assistant. A woman. The woman goes, the assistant goes up there and then she leaves. Mm. So now the woman is alone with Harvey. Right. In other words, she wouldn't have gone up. If she would have been alone right. to begin with. And then now you feel like, how am so I going to explain the honey being pot. alone in the uh, Why do they call it the honeypot? Oh, because it's a sticky situation. No, it's sweet. I'm gonna, the, the, you know, we're, here, this, this is very interesting. We got, we got this situation here with a script. We have a woman assistant with you, right? Oh. Then the, oh, okay. Then the assistant leaves you by yourself. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's premeditated sexual assault. He got to go to jail. <laughs> That's crazy. And what about the assistant? Because clearly they know. Well, there's, you know, that it's all, it's all out there. It all come out. But well, we appreciate you for joining Jeez. us, and you know you're invited to pill. Thanks anytime. so much. Mari season Char. twenty starts now. That's right. Oh gosh. Oh, thank, boy. You, Maury. Maury. Angela, nice. Maury. thank you, Mari. Mari. How much time you got left? This is the last year. You gonna bow out at twenty? You said how much time you got Hell left? No, not while away. he's on top. He got time. Depends on how much that boat costs. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Maury. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We have the cast of Netflix's. She's got to have it in She's the building. She's got to have it. Yeah. She does. Classic Spike Lee joint. She's got to have it was actually, I think right now in particular, is a great time for this yes. Netflix series to come out. I did have a chance to see the first episode right. already. And that movie is a classic movie in itself. Just the whole premise of it. It's a woman mm -hmm. instead of a man with all of these different lovers. And they all pretty much know the situation. Right. Right. Yeah. right. That's exactly it. And yeah, you know, it's weird how things time out. But here we are. Um, and I think we could use a little female empowerment in the ether uh, to combat all this, mm -hmm. the conversation about harassment, and, mm -hmm. you know. You think guys will go for this? Like, do you think there's a yes. lot of people in relationships now, like a woman who's like, I'm dating and sleeping with three different men. The only thing... No! No guys are going to go for this. Depends who the woman is. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Rihanna's okay. rotation. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you're Rihanna, Oprah's rotation. You're like, yeah, Depends but, who it is. But a regular person. <laughs> oh, regular. I like how you describe it, though. You say you're a sex-positive, poly... Polyamorous, There you go, pansexual. Right, right. Um, yeah, I feel like when it came out in 86, there were no labels for it, and mm -hmm. we have no shortage of labels for sexuality. Yeah. So you guys said, no, you don't think that this could potentially happen. It's not that it can't potentially happen. It's just, is, <laughs> is, it, is it going to fly, and for how long? Is it going to be a fad thing? Is it going to be something that becomes part of our fabric? It's just a matter of uh, putting it out there. Um, addressing it. I think it's happening. It's just not being addressed. Mm -hmm. What is pansexuality exactly? Exactly what it sounds like. You know, you pan the pan, camera. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> pan the camera from one side. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't learn anything nowadays. <laughs> when you ask serious questions, you get answers like that. What is, what is pansexuality? Pansexuality is in reference to not ascribing, um, like, a homosexual, heterosexual, it's more open than all of the so other. you're just greedy. You get everything. I mean, everything. yes. No, it's very it's like greedy. like a panoramic shot of a yeah. picture. Got you, got you. Got yeah. Well, let's yeah. talk about the three different guys who you are dating, and uh, you guys can give a little background on who your character is and what it represents. Because I think every woman can say, man, if I could just put these three guys together, I'll have the perfect guy. That's what she pretty much did right here. Yeah, she sure did. I play, I play Mars Blackman. That was Spike Lee's original character was, in the first one. This is Mars, Mars 2.0. You know, I think Mars brings out the, the kid in Nola, and, and uh, Mars kind of doesn't care what people have to say about him. And, you know, he's from the hood. He's from Brooklyn. And, you know, he's a man of the people, a man of the neighborhood. And, um, and he's an artist. He's a hustler. He got, like, five side hustles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and uh, his main goal is just to, you know, kind of bring love and light in the hood, but, you know, and show Nola, like, that he's the dude. Does he still live at home with his mama? <laughs> well, he lives at home with his sister <laughs> in, in the pro Fort Green Project. <laughs> what would make a woman want to, I guess, be pansexual? Is um, it a physical thing? Is he something you're searching for emotionally? Like I think it's all of the above. Uh, I think it's the recognition that you can't get everything you want from one person. I think that's what trips us up when we're dating. Mm -hmm. When you're like, oh, this person has to be all these things. Like, no one's meant to be that. Um, so it's in recognition of that. And yeah, for Nola, it's definitely sex. It's definitely, mm -hmm. you know, like she having a... sex a, addict. She is not, not a, sex a sex addict. That's in the trailer. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Are you sure? She loves sex. <laughs> well, whatever happened to the 80-20 rule? Like, you know you're not going to get everything from one person. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's talk about the other two guys and what you bring to the table as <laughs> yeah. far as what Nola is I want you to come back for. and answer that question. Okay. <laughs> He's still on that. All right, well, I'm I'm Cleo Anthony. I play Greer Childs, and uh, Greer is uh, Greer's all about sexy fun. 
He's just the dude who sexy fun. Sexy fun. Mm-hmm. That's like a good scripper name. He likes things that are pretty. He likes women that are pretty. He likes clothes that are pretty. Uh, he's himself. He's a pretty man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he he brings that element to Nola's life of just the exotic and the uh, the the um, atypical and and just sexy, sexy fun. That's Sounds like the evolution of a metrosexual. Very much Remember so. that term? Yeah, yeah, Very, yeah, yeah. very much so. Absolutely. Yeah, in our version, he definitely is, yeah. yeah. So that's like a sexual, physical relationship more, you think? Yeah. I mean, it starts out that way. Oh, it starts <laughs> out that way. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he grows. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where, it, that's where it comes from. Hey, I'm, I'm Lyric Beck, <laughs> and I play, um, I play Jamie Overstreet. And uh, Jamie's a, he's a, he's a conservative freak. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not just a stuffed shirt. He's the kind of guy that... Um, like an anchor and uh, a sugar daddy. Um, hey. see, very much so. 100. Thank you. You don't need to stop. Uh, so he's a uh, he, he's a he's a he's a successful man who who came through the hood and gone through all of that and basically decided that he wanted more for himself, his family, and uh, unfortunately, love uh, found found its way. Through Nola, and he's got a situation already. A and, marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a situation already. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and like most people, you, you might be in love with somebody, but then you find love somewhere else, and that's usually not supposed to happen. But when it does, it does. You can't really decide. And that's that love he has for Nola, and they go through some emotional things. In that case, that's the perfect situation, though. Like, if you already got a woman, mm-hmm. and then you're dating somebody like Nola, who's mm-hmm. got three other dudes, like, that's great. It should be ideal, right? I think it's only it's ideal when it's when it's a thought, but when you're dealing with the emotion, when you're dealing with the heart, and you... you he falls you, for... You know <laughs> Basically. But mm-hmm. it's like, it, that. That's it's 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 so real, though. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're in a situation. There's other people you got to think about, you know, especially if there's, you know, kids and whatnot involved. You can't just run with the idea because it's just great that you have, you know, mm-hmm. your cake and eating it too. And I think we're dealing with real issues that people can relate to, and hopefully we can, you know, uh, bring certain things to people's minds yeah. so that they can figure out how to go through it. I've always wondered, can you truly be in love with two people? Like, is the other woman, are you ever really in love with her? Like, Because eventually you choose, right? No, I have, friends, I have friends who are definitely polyamorous, and mm-hmm. I know this, I know it takes a lot of scheduling and discipline and mm-hmm. rules. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the irony of it is it actually requires a lot of, like, it's a, it's a free structure, but freedom always requires discipline. discipline. Yeah. Like a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I would prefer polygamy over po- mm-hmm. polam- pol- uh, polyamorous. Polyamorous. <laughs> I would, I would, I would oh. prefer polygamy over <laughs> sauce over here. But, you know, that question is like saying, you know, can you only want, uh, love one of your five kids? You know, hey. that, that's yeah, the same that's question to, to ask. Do you love all your children? Yeah, and no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying, if you've been with your woman forever, right, and then Correct. like another woman comes in the picture, mm-hmm. you think you may love her, but it could just be lust. It could just be the feeling of of something new. Mm-hmm. But you don't really love her. Also, then you have to think about the other feelings. person's feelings yeah, too. If yeah, you're hurting someone yeah, else, yeah. it's a very it's a very emotional, it's a very touchy subject. That's why she's got to have it. It's so important, especially in 2017, because it brings all these things to mind, right. and then you can go through them. We got more with the cast of She's Gotta Have It when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're talking with the cast of She's Gotta Have It. Yee. Now, for uh, Dewanda Wise, who plays Nola, darling. Yes. If you had to rate what's most important to you, is it fun? Put it in order, right? Mm-hmm. Fun, 
Stability or attraction? What order would you put that in? Probably, I know attraction's last, sorry. Um, <laughs> it always, my husband is incidentally handsome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> only women can do that, by the way. Right? Only women can do God's that. Guys always attractiveness all the time. One. He clowns me. He clowns me all the time about all my exes. Sorry, sorry, guys. I didn't. I shouldn't have put that on. But yeah, probably fun first. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really cared about stability either. Like I remember first being married, and he'd be like. You know, I just want to provide for my wife. And I was like, what? Where you from? But you got your I'm own, from Baltimore. Though. You're from Baltimore. You got your own, though. That's how I felt. I'm yeah, like, yeah. can we do this together? Like, mm-hmm. can we figure this out together? So uh, it's fun, fun, stability, and then attraction, yes. you would say. For the guys, I'm just interested. If you had to put those three in order, how do guys rate that? Man, she got to look right. The oh. <laughs> 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 looks go after oh a while. Oh, my God. The looks could go after so a while. So first The looks is the attraction. The looks is the attraction. That's the initial, okay, That's what gets you in the door. There's a momentum. And yeah. then everything else got to follow then, real yeah. quick. But yeah. if, like, if you're serious about it, personally, if I'm serious about a woman, yeah, she's got to grab my attention. Physically. So what's after that? And then I got she got to have a, some sense in her head. Sustainability. Sustainability. You can talk to her. You can have a conversation. She's not just a pretty face. And she's got to be caring. She's got to be giving. She's got to be thoughtful. Oh, you adding oh. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she asked for three things. Three things. <laughs> right. But those are the qualities that make up one thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Now, where I'm at in life mm-hmm. is it's totally different. Right now, it's uh, I mean attraction first. Gets, okay. like said, that's the hello. That's you put the, that last. He's like, I'm in a different place in my life. Attraction first. Attraction first. Number two is fun. I want attraction and fun. If you're not okay. stable, if, I mean, as long as you're not coming after mine and you, you got your own thing, then let's just have fun. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to build anything like long term at this point in my FYI. life. FYI. Right so you're rich house. So he's rich house. True and true. Let's just make it through the weekend. Especially with this new Netflix series coming out. Let's make it through the weekend. I'm I definitely. It's about being attracted to someone, no, but you attraction know, first again. But yeah. but but the uh, but it's not about being attracted. Like I'm attracted to you because you look good. I'm mm-hmm. attracted like because I've been attracted to some women that my family been like, yo, aunt. For real? And I'm like, yo, son, there's just something about her. Yeah, Yeah, after you hit, you feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah, nah. I mean, something, you know what I'm saying? You see somebody, you catch a vibe, you catch an energy. You know, I think attraction is more than just, oh, I see somebody and I'm I'm attracted to them. You catch a vibe, you catch someone's energy. And, um, yo, you got to make me laugh, man. You know what I'm saying? We can't just, you know, because there's going to be times where we, you know, we ain't, we, it's not, you know, when you get in a long-term relationship, y'all ain't having sex all the time, every single day. Y'all probably what? getting down. Like, I mean, look, man. <laughs> look, when you get, when you, when you yeah, get in deep, you know what I'm saying? You ask anybody that's been married a long time, and people with, like, people who I, I, I see their marriages, and I'm like, damn, I, I, I admire their love. Yeah. You know, and they tell me, they're like, yo, man, when you get deep in it, it's like, it ain't, it, 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 it becomes everything. less about. Yeah, that's your partner. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that's about, your it's about having that homie. It's about having that friend there, mm-hmm. having somebody to do life with. You know, and raise kids together and do all the things. You and know? I will say that is male privilege. Male privilege is being ugly and still getting a beautiful woman. Yeah. 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 That's real. Only God yeah. can do yeah. that. Yeah. I think it's because, you know, women know that that fool is going to be on her like white on rice. No, mm. I don't think that's it. I think that has something to do with it. What is it? Not. Tell us doing. No, it's not. It's exactly what you said. I think attraction is def. I, I agree. I feel like attraction is a vibe. And I can say for me, for me, intelligence was always like, like intelligence and humor got me every time, yeah. you know, like every time. So you didn't have, have to be cute or handsome for you, as long as you nah, can be smart like if and you funny, can, yeah, if you can spit some brilliant. Sh-
I'm like, hey, <laughs> what's up? And by the way, men don't think like that. You can be the smartest, funniest woman in the world, but if you don't look good, nobody like, cares. Charlamagne, every morning, used to, used to send out, who was it? Inspirational the quotes. quotes from Maya Angelou. I know that guy you're talking about. <laughs> Charlamagne used to send these quotes out to women because, you know, he's, he was ugly. And uh, he used to send these quotes you out. You did get really cute at some point. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. I mean, I can appreciate it. Like, Y'all go yeah, watch Netflix. You got to have it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Got much worse. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now this, this this show is gonna spark a lot of good conversations though because yeah. people feel like women emotionally can't do what this character is doing. Yeah, that's really weird. They feel like she's emotionally she'll get caught up in, in love every single one of these guys. It'll Not be, Nola. It'll be interesting. Right. She's like no strings attached. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a no strings attached attempt, but it, it gets complicated. But it's hard because I think for guys, a lot of guys will say, I would never do that. That'll never be me. In particular, this is a little tacky, right? Mm -hmm. To be laying in bed with one dude and another dude calls, and you answer the phone with him right there. Guys do that all the time. It is. Guys do that all the time. I do kind of feel like at least don't answer the phone. And that's my point. My point is people are doing it. Yes. People are doing it. They're just not trans. They're just not transparent about it. Like, yeah, no, you're not the only one. People just aren't taking that next step to be like... Put it in your face. You're not the only right. one on the roster. That's kind of cool. And what about changing the sheets in between these guys? Oh, you changing the sheets. I did think You'll that. see it. We made sure that the colors were different. different. Like, yeah. it wasn't yeah. just yeah. like... Yeah. We had to make sure yeah. it was clear. Because is that a, what's the rules when you have multiple sex partners? You have to change the sheets. At you least. have to have impeccable hygiene. Absolutely, yeah. multiple partners. <laughs> yeah, you can't be way. raggedy and just Febreze. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, impeccable hygiene. You got to change the garbage cans too. If you got condoms in the garbage, yep. you throw the garbage out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Would they explain that's... why she only likes to sleep with the guys in her bed? Would they explain that? Oh, do they explain that? Mm -hmm. Wow. No, yeah. she has a lot of rules. They're they all, all in her follow. head. It's season one. They're man. all in her head in my journal. And when does it start? Premieres November 23rd, Thanksgiving. 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 Yes. Oh, that's a good thing to binge on Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. That's a great family. Let's all sit down and watch. How was She's got to have it. That's a family. You know, maybe the old. My family will all sit down. My family will all sit down and watch it. How was it? Age appropriate. The age appropriate. Yeah. We got more with the cast of She's Got to Have It when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We're talking with the cast of She's Gotta Have It. Charlemagne, how was it working with Spike? Because I mean, all of y'all look like thespians. Like y'all have the thespian look. Like y'all look real. Yes. <laughs> like, like so. How was it working with him? He's a legend. I always qualify it as Spike courtside mm. at a Knicks game. Like that's that's Spike. Take that Spike mm -hmm. and then put him on a film set, and that's what you got. It's right. that high energy. It's very fast and furious. He's still such an artist, which you don't get with mm -hmm. a lot of directors who have had his experience. Like, normally they're a little jaded. They come in, they're like, what are we doing today? But Spike came in every day, you know, with this energy. And you're like, I got to match it, right. you know? And he keeps you on your toes because he's just like, yeah, we're not doing that. Today we're doing this. And you're like, okay, 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 okay. So go memorize this. Cool, 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 cool. Let's go. The, the lessons you learn on set with that man, just like you come up every day, like your game elevates on a daily basis just being around him. And it's, I'm not trying to like, uh, like toot his horn. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact. Mm -hmm. You get yeah. tight around somebody like Spike. Yeah. Yeah. Does Mars suck on Nola's in this one? 
Nah, but he sucks on her toes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and he talks about it too. Nah, nah. I don't have to, but I talk about it though. And I talk about it. But he would do it if it caught yeah, Hell yeah, he would camera. suck on yeah. Nola's toes. Whatever Absolutely. she wants. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Now, what about Nola's friends? Right. Yeah. Right. That was my favorite like addition of the update. Like, oh, Nola has friends. Hey. Right. One um, of them actually used to be her roommate. One of them used to be a roommate. Her type A friend used to be a roommate. And then her around the way friend, played by China Lane, who was one of my favorite hey, actresses. China. Yeah, yeah, what's um, up, baby? And also, that's also one of my favorite storylines: the like actually dealing with black girl body issues, because no one, everyone just thinks we're like, I'm confident and I love myself at all times, you know. Um, but yeah, Nola's friends are 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 everything in our update. And they're not judgmental. No. Because sometimes if you have a friend and you're like, okay, I'm sleeping with three different guys, they're mm-hmm. like, girl, we got to talk. Yeah. Because there's no reason, if you knew somebody in real life that was like that character, would you think that she had Is some she? issues? She's a freak. Is you she? know, she's a sex addict. What would you they say? They would call her a hoe. Yeah, people call yeah. her a hoe. There'll, there'll be names. Yeah. And, and there'll be names for, and for there will Panola be in 2017. Yeah. There's going to be some people who are going to be like, are you crazy? Like, what image yeah, are they're you already, out there? Yeah, there are already people But I think, like again, that. we're addressing things that are actually happening and right. just like, you know, people coming out of the closet for other things. We, we coming out of the closet with this issue because people are doing it. And by the way, guys She's doing what get, men do. Yeah, but but you see, you say that, but guys don't get props for that anymore. No, I mean, maybe it's because no. I'm older. I look at dudes, and I'm like, yeah. Mm. You slept with her, you slept with two girls in one day? Good for you. I mean, that's just me. Now, Be equally judgmental. That's because he's older now. Yeah, I'm, I'm older. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you got the energy to do that? Yeah. See, that's, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. You have it's the not about the morals, damn. I don't, I don't got the energy. Oh, so it's not because you think it's nasty. It's just you no, don't I got think the energy. It's both. I think it's nasty. But 10 years ago, Charlamagne. No, I think it's the energy thing. I just think it is it is kind of nasty in this day and age with yeah. all these STDs flying around. Like- well, I will say this because I feel like, you know, I've seen the whole series and I did not see any close-ups of the condom wrappers that are on the night side table. So anyone watching, there is just know mm-hmm. oh, yeah. there were condom wrappers on the night side table. Y'all gonna get that con- Why do people care about stuff like that? That's why I'm getting mad at Insecure Cause it's about not that. Because ro- it's not correct. Like, it's just not like you just said, we're not in a in a space where we just like can walk in and be like, oh my god, yes, and not be like, uh, that has to be taken. yeah, Absolutely. put on a condom. If you're gonna be, especially if you're gonna live that kind of lifestyle, you gotta right. be, be safe. Gotta be safe. My, my my last question is, where does she's gotta have it? Where is it gonna fit into like this new black Hollywood renaissance? I think we're seeing in in, in film and television. Iconic. I mean, yeah, she's uh, you know, she's one of our only, she's one of our only cinematic icons. Like I was trying to think about it the other day, and I was like, Cleopatra Jones. Foxy Brown, Nola Darling, maybe Homegirl from Love Jones. You know what I mean? Like Nia's character from Love Jones. But we don't have many, and anytime anyone, like, you know, um, puts it near insecure, I'm like, that's because we only have two shows where it's a chocolate black girl in her 20s. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason right. why it's, yeah. <laughs> it's right. a point of comparison, because there's just, right now, there's just two. Um, so, you know, we happy to be a part of the lexicon and more, 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 more. Did more you guys stories. change your views on relationships and kind of the, the I guess, model for what a woman is and what a man is while you were filming this? Did any for, of your views change? For me, for me, what I try to do is just look at from, from Jamie, Jamie Overture point of view mm-hmm. and not worry about these other guys and I think oh. and I think and I think <laughs> I think Spike subconsciously or maybe purposely uh shot it like that because I, I never saw these guys mm-hmm. until only until 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 right yeah but I was always on set just me and Nola mm-hmm. and I'm like is there anybody else in this movie mm-hmm. I would never see these guys That's I might true. pass them in the hallway you know when I'm done and they're coming in or something like that 
So I, I didn't really have to think about what's going on with them. But did it change your views in real life? Just doing this and coming across a character like Nola Darling. Like the, the project itself, <laughs> it, it makes you it makes you think. Mm-hmm. It makes you think and then, you know, you, you kind of have your opinions about it. But do I, did I make a final decision on how I felt? No, because I'm kind of also waiting on how it's received by mm-hmm. the people because that's mm-hmm. where it all lies. Yeah. Well, personally, it didn't change my views. I, I've always had that mentality that, you know, you do you. And if we're communicating and, and you got things to do over here, this part of town, you're going to be gone. Because, you know, in the industry we are, sometimes we, we're away for months at a time. You, you take care of yourself and be safe. And when I see you, then we'll, you know, have some fun. And we just, you know, let it, let it, let it ride. And Still see a how player. It, see how it plays. But, but it's like, I'll be, a, I'll, I'll be a player, but you be a player. You know, you do your thing. And we'll, we'll keep it real with each other. And uh, no one gets hurt. I just wonder, when do you stop playing? Because if the girl, say you start liking the girl, and then you be like, you know what, I think we need to get serious. She's like, no, she's like, no. Watch the show. That's what. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, like, I'm like, maybe that'll be season three. We'll see. And men are so competitive. It's hard to think that, like, you know, they also want to make sure they're the one. They're the best. It's the ego, right? That it's must ego. be hard on your vagina, though, because if, if I'm with you, <laughs> I'm trying to knock it out because I know he's trying to knock it out, and I know he's trying to knock it out. I want you to knock it out being aggressive. Like, what? So you try to impress But I think, I think it's violent. <laughs> but it might, <laughs> but it's just really her taking three dudes and smushing them into one person. Right. Honestly, yeah. one, one being for match. herself. So it's like she's probably sleeping with these three guys as much as she would probably sleep with, with one, one person. Right, right. But right. she's just getting, she's just getting all the flavors of, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, as opposed to one. Two as, or as, three. As, as dudes, we think about it from, from a physical and she's coming from purely emotional, you yeah. know? And mm. so that you know what you is saying, she coming you, from purely emotional? Yeah. Oh, no. so. Or does she gotta have it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, okay, so, okay. So, then, so then yeah, I'm gonna yeah. co-sign with you, man. You must be hurting then. <laughs> <laughs> women, women always say they want more than one man till all of y'all pull up no, together, together and y'all right, like, "What's right, up?" Yeah, right, yeah right. exactly. We so all you coming wait. in. Be careful what you ask for. what you ask for. That's what I can't wait till like season two or three when y'all just run a train on it. That's gonna be. We appreciate you guys for joining us. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks Thank for you, man. Now, if it, it wasn't Trey, who would go first? I'm just kidding. Stop it! <laughs> yeah, all right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang, Duncan, other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Yes, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Yes, Donkey of the Day goes to me, Charlemagne the God. Now, the reason it's going to me is because I consider myself a pretty thoughtful guy. I pay attention to what's going on in the world for the most part, but something has hit me over the past year or so, and it's been heavy on my spirit all week. I feel like intellectually and morally, America is declining as a society. I feel like people aren't being morally honest anymore. Moral, moral honesty to me is regardless of what you believe, regardless of your, regardless of your religion, regardless of your political party. You are able to call something right or wrong with no bias. Okay, for example, you know, if you're a white military veteran and you love America, but when you see people taking a knee during the national anthem. And then when you are told why are they why they are doing it doing it because of the injustice that African Americans are facing in this country at the hands of the police, if you are morally honest with yourself, you will say, I understand. Even if you don't agree with the way they are protesting, you understand why they are protesting. That's being morally honest, okay? Being morally dishonest is acting like they are just being disrespectful to the military and disregarding the flag because they hate America. Now, why am I giving myself donkey today? Because I feel stupid. 
that I am just now realizing that a lot of us men in America have been raised on rape culture. Now, the first time I heard the term rape culture, I was like, what is rape culture? Either you rape a woman or you don't, but as I have learned what rape culture is, let me read the definition for you. Uh, rape culture is a sociological concept used to describe a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to society's attitudes about gender and sexuality. Rape culture is perpetuated through the use of misogynistic language and the objectification of women's bodies and the glamorization of sexual violence. My brothers, if we are being morally honest with ourselves, if you are a certain age like I am, you was born in the late 70s or 80s or... Hell, older than that, you were absolutely, positively raised on rape culture. I feel bad and extremely dumb that I didn't realize this earlier in my life. I don't care if it was Freaknik, Miami Memorial Weekend, Myrtle Beach Black Biker Weekend. It was never normal to feel like you can grab a woman's ass just because mm -hmm. it's fat and she's got on biker shorts with Daisy Dukes. It was never normal to grab a woman's breast just because, you know, you saw in Dr. Dre's Nothing But a G Thing video when the girl was playing volleyball and they ran up behind her and pulled her bikini top off. If you ever mimicked that kind of behavior, it wasn't normal, okay? If you are in a fraternity and you ever had women come over and you got them high and got them drunk, you know, that whole ain't no fun if the homies can't have them mentality. You and the rest of your frat ran a train on the girl. My brothers, that wasn't normal. It was rape culture, okay? Movies like uh, Revenge of the Nerds and Kids. Remember those where guys would have sex with passed out women or dress up as other people in order to trick the woman to have sex with them? That was rape culture. Remember Porky's? Remember sneaking up late to watch Porky's where they was drilling holes in the wall and peeping at the girls? Or I got homeboys in college who would be hitting chicks from the back and then another homeboy would come in and start hitting the chick from the back without asking her consent when we would get drunk and high with women and they would get inebriated and then we would sleep with them. I'm sorry, my brothers. All of that was rape culture. Hell, I look at some of the things I used to say to women in interviews here on The Breakfast Club and I'm like, bruh, you was wilding. Mm -hmm. So when I see all of these sexual allegations coming out over the past couple of years from Bill Cosby to Harvey Weinstein to Louis C.K., I don't know if it's because I'm older, but I'm looking at them like, why has this type of pervasion been normalized? And I think it's because a lot of brothers don't think they're doing anything wrong because it's been a common theme in our lives for way too long. Now, I don't know if it's because I'm actually listening to women more and not having these discussions about rape culture with guys because that's what we do as men. We start having conversations about rape culture with each other. That's why we don't learn anything. And it's so normalized to us that we make excuses about why we do what we do or have done what we've done. That that's where the whole victim blaming thing comes into play. And, you know, there's just no excuse. It's not about what the woman wore or what time she was at your house. It's all about accountability. We are in the age of accountability. And if we are being personally accountable and being morally honest, we just have to admit that we were raised on rape culture and it was wrong. Okay, we were absolutely, we are absolutely in, a, in the age of accountability. And if you're not holding yourself personally accountable, the universe will hold you accountable because we see all these people who have been doing dirt in the dark all these years being brought to the light. And I would just encourage everyone to start being morally honest and just admit we were raised on this pervasive rape culture, but we can unlearn all the BS we have learned and make things better moving forward. And it's not like people haven't been trying to tell us this for years. We just haven't been listening, okay? I, I was once part of the problem, but now I want to be part of the solution. And the first step to that solution is recognizing that you can't heal what we don't reveal. And what we need to reveal and be morally honest about as men is that a lot of us men in America were raised on rape culture, okay? And I truly feel stupid, okay, for not coming to that realization sooner. So please give Charlemagne the God the biggest hee-haw, please. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Keisha KR. Yes. You look Ooh. like money. Thank you. Like a real bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. Somebody texted me yesterday. My homegirl literally texted me this yesterday. She's from Charleston, South Carolina. 4.49 p.m. Do you think it's possible that the Wopsters may have possibly single-handedly saved the black family? <laughs> <laughs> you have to answer that question, Charlemagne. I said J&B, but she said people respect ghetto love more. Yeah. I said, well, J from the ghetto from what we know, you know what I mean? Like, you know. I, I get what she's trying to say. They could relate to it more probably because of his whole background and things like that. That's what I'm thinking. All right. Now tell us how you guys met. First of all, let's start. Let's start early. How did you meet Gucci Mane? Okay, Gucci was locked up. It was 2009, 2010, and he saw me in the Double XL magazine. Mm -hmm. I was I candy model of the year, and he reached out to Amina. Was like, who is this girl? Mm -hmm. I'm coming out next week. I got this video I want to shoot. Make sure you book her. So mm -hmm. Amina reached out to me, and I was like. I don't want to do no video because I didn't really, I didn't know him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway, long story short, she booked me. I did the video. We met and that's how it all started. And, and I read Gucci's book. He said when he first saw you, he said, he told you, you're going to be my wife. He did. Now, a lot of times guys <laughs> say that just because that's good game to say. Right. I didn't believe him, obviously, mm -hmm. you know, and I judged him based on how people perceived him from the internet. I was like, whatever. But the guy was charming. He was a gentleman. He opened the door. He held my hand. And I was, like, so shocked and so surprised. Now, you weren't scared at first because we called Gucci Man the boogeyman of hip-hop. <laughs> especially back then. You weren't a little terrified? I wasn't scared of him at all. Not mm -hmm. at all because he didn't show me that. Mm -hmm. I never saw that side of him. Like I said, I saw it on the Internet. But when I met the guy, it, I was like, he's so different. Mm. The Gucci you guys are seeing today, that's the Gucci I've met. Got you. That charming person. Now we heard rumors when he when he got locked up, he gave you two million dollars. I don't know if it was two million. It was two million dollars, and, and you flipped it to six. And you flipped it to six. Is there, there truth to that? Yeah, there's truth to it. He gave me some money, and he came home to a lot more. What was you doing? You were selling dope too, or what were you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I wasn't no dope dealer. You know, I invested the money. I started some businesses, and everything I did, I spoke to him about it. He was like, go for it, and I did it, and it worked out. So that was a cosmetics line? The waist trainers, right? My cosmetic line I had in 09, 2010. Mm -hmm. um, Gucci got locked in 2013. Mm -hmm. So, no, it didn't have anything to do with the cosmetics. I started the waist trainer mm -hmm. when he got locked up. Now, what made you wait? I mean, he was in and out of jail <laughs> a lot of the times. Yeah. I was dealing with each other, but that was a little long stretch. What made you say, you know what, I'm going to hold him down? Honestly, I felt like it was the worst time for him. Like, he was looking at about 20 years. We wasn't sure how much time he was going to get. And in my heart, I couldn't walk away from him. Mm -hmm. I knew he needed me not only to just support him, but he needed guidance. And I felt like I had to be there for this man to make him a better person. Gotcha. Now, do you have three kids in Jamaica? That's what inquiring <laughs> minds want to know as well. Absolutely not. And I'm glad you asked me that, Charlemagne, Charlemagne because <clears throat> I came to America when I was 10. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are thinking, oh, from the from what I've seen on the internet, she came here when she was 17, 18, left all the kids in Jamaica to be with this rapper guy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely false. They said I, it was your sister that said that. It, your sister that started that rumor. Allegedly. You said you don't have a sister. I don't have a sister. Yeah. I don't have a sister. Tanya and I were friends. And I'm, you know what I mean? Straight up. You know, we all refer to each other as sis, but she's not my sister. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So she was the one that, that kind of created this rumor, you believe, allegedly. Honestly, I don't think Tanya started it. We've been told that the day we got married, that blogs were being paid to discredit our wedding, mm. to discredit me, 
and to discredit our marriage. Mm. Because if you notice, it all happened, it spiraled while we were getting married on the TV. Right. Who would want to pay blogs for that, though? People, Haters. Man, people are evil, Angela. You just don't know. It's it's so oh, bad. They are Envy's evil. Envy's going through something right now. Oh, you didn't hear about Envy scandal? Oh, I did. Okay. <laughs> I did. But I, I didn't believe it. Like, I'm the type of person, like, I don't, honest, I don't... Keisha, did you think? Did you believe it a little bit? No, because he's married. What like, does that mean? You, I you didn't live in Atlanta. It. You know I, how it goes. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't believe it. I, and then I'm listening to his response, and he's like... He's calm and he's laughing. Usually when people get upset and they're, they lying. Right. The man ain't lying. He got upset behind the scenes. <laughs> I well, I didn't hear it. I, just, I, I don't believe that. you, Charlamagne. I, I don't believe that. You think that uh, having your wedding on television did make you like, because what happens is when people see that, obviously people want to go ahead and try to like make the worst out of anything and bring up all kinds of claims and, you know. Absolutely. It's kind of a miserable time for other people. And I'm like, God damn, we were just your relationship goals yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. we get married today. All y'all coming for me with these abandoned children in Jamaica and they photoshopped four kids with Gucci in the middle. It was so bad. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Can can I enjoy my husband for a for couple hours before y'all start with me? Well, how many kids do you have? Gucci and I both have children. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, we do. And it's a situation where... I am proud to be a mother, but at the same time, I need it to be private. I don't want the kids in the limelight. I don't want them on social media. I need them to go to school and to just be children. You know, it's never a situation where they're left with my mom. Mm -hmm. They all live with us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have a blended family, and we have fun, and they spoiled and they're happy. And yeah, they, they, they were at the wedding. The people, they they were all at matters, the wedding. Right. Yeah. Because that's how it went at first. Oh, she left the kids. The kids can't even. No. Absolutely false. And you say you left Jamaica at 10, so I don't think you was popping that poom poom that early. Not anymore. at all. The yeah. people them wicked. Jesus. I didn't know you was really Jamaican. No, yeah. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jamaican. No, I, when you I heard never heard that, before? I like, yeah. No, I just haven't. And then when I heard them say three kids left in Jamaica, why she had three kids in Jamaica? They said she's from Jamaica, but... You really Jamaican. I'm really You know Jamaican. how to cook oxtail and jerk chicken and oh, all that Oh, that's how stuff? I got the man. Yeah. <laughs> the food. That's why Gucci had that big stomach back in the day, huh? <laughs> nah, that was lean. <laughs> Straight up. Now, there, was, there was also rumors that, that uh, Gucci didn't invite his mom or his brother or something like that. Mom and his brother weren't invited. His oldest brother was our best man at the wedding. Mm -hmm. His mom and his younger brother was not there, but y'all got to ask Gucci about that one. Listen, I think family's overrated. All right. We talk, I, 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 I don't be caring about stuff like that. When I hear them stories, I'll be like, okay, and? I feel like that, too. Sometimes you have family, and you'll have a friend, and you're closer to the friend than you are your family. Yes. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything, you know? But Like, the family, you like how you and Gucci got married, and y'all like yeah. you, decided, y'all made those choices. We did. And at our, at our wedding, we, we wanted everyone at our wedding to be positive. We didn't want any negativity there. We didn't want anyone that didn't truly love us. Mm -hmm. We we didn't care about anyone else's feelings but our own. It's our wedding. We, we are allowed to be selfish on that day. And we wanted our ceremony to be filled with love. That's what a wedding is. It's about love. All right, we got more with Keisha K.O. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Keisha K.O. in the building. Charlamagne? Keisha, why'd y'all show the wedding first and then show what happened leading up to it after? Well, BET came up with that idea, and we kind of went along with it because, as you know, 1017 is a big day for Gucci. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's not dropping an album, it's a mixtape, a concert, something for his fans. So we wanted the fans to be a part of the wedding, and then BET also thought it would be cool to show 
the wedding, but also the the two finales is the entire wedding. That wasn't the entire wedding. It was just us walking. Gotcha. You have the reception, you have the lead up, mm -hmm. it's so much more. What was the most expensive gift that you got? The most lavish gift? Because I've seen checks, I've seen diamonds, <laughs> I've seen. My car, the Wraith. The Wraith was a. But yeah. from the guests. I mean, from the guests. Oh, from the guests. Oh, this necklace here. And Pierre Pierre bought it. Who was Pierre? Oh, P from QC? Yeah, yeah. so okay. I got the key and Gucci got the lock. Oh, I That's saw dope. they posted that. Yeah. And he gave y'all a $100,000 check, Annie? He sure did. <laughs> Why are all y'all friends rich? You got rich friends too, Charlamagne. I now, do. After... They don't give me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> after this docuseries of the wedding, are you guys going to do more television? Or are you like, all right? At this point, I don't know. I, you know, everybody has this stuff with reality shows, but... If it's something I do decide to do, Gucci and I will come to a decision together. I know he ain't doing it. It would just be me. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. But I haven't thought. I, I want to see how this works first before I get caught up into all that stuff. So what do you think, would you say, are the, some of the positives and what are some of the negatives of having your wedding on television? The positive is you get to share it with people and they, you know, you put them in your world for that moment. The negativity was the hate. It was so much hate behind it, I and I was really shocked. Really? I didn't expect it. I knew the hate would come, but not the day of the wedding. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, people are being paid to, to discredit us and to just do these evil things. But at the end of the day, I can't even front. I'm not, like, hurt and terrified. It's okay. If you got the bashes or do whatever you want, go ahead, because our union is so strong. You know, we've been through the worst. It can't get no worse than that me man being in a maximum security prison. It's ain't jail, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's, he was in a real prison where they even took me to the bathroom one day to strip search me. It's so strict. That's the biggest prison in Terry Hall. Like, mm -hmm. the, if you're going to get the chair, that's where you go. Mm -hmm. You know, so it was it was rough. So we inmates were dying every day. I would call down there and can't even get Gucci and the, the response is, he ain't dead, he good, but he can't talk to you right now. Damn. Like, the, this is, it was rough. So the little belittling and all the hate that they're doing to us, it doesn't compare. So we went through hell and back, and we're okay. So keep hating if you need to. Why, why do you think Kaya was so upset? Like she I she I took it know. really personal. What was crazy about that? I don't know, Kaya. I didn't know anything about her until that day. I mean, of course, I heard of my neck, my back, but mm -hmm. I was shocked. I'm like, <laughs> what did I do ago. to you? But I heard that she doesn't like Trina. So I'm wondering if it's because she saw Trina in the wedding. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm really not sure. What did I do to you, ma'am? For you to come at me like this the, the kids suffering and never it, and what's weird is my family in jamaica are so upset because i take care of all of them mm. you know i feed them i build them houses buy them cars take care of my little cousins and they're like they're so angry it's you know what so that mean? bad oh they that mean voodoo roots. oh no we don't do chicken that. bones <laughs> about to be buried girl girl's gonna start losing edges for know. no reason <laughs> guy about to lose all her edges and she's not gonna know we why. don't do no voodoo that's what Kaya said. She said, voodoo, put voodoo on the man. Well, it was some good voodoo. I mean, the man, I want, you said something interesting. You said the Gucci that we see now, you always knew. What do you think Absolutely. made him finally reveal that to the, to the world? I feel like he's a grown man. Mm -hmm. And he decided he wanted to change his life. You don't have to walk around upset every day anymore. You're okay. You're happy. It's okay to be happy. Mm -hmm. Like I told him, I said, it's okay for me to love you. Allow me to love you. Because a lot of time you have these gangsters, they going through, but they don't share it. Mm. <clears throat> you know, so I kind of like broke it down to him. Like, I love you. You need to come home to me. And I want you to be a better person for yourself in order for you to be a better man for me. And we just spoke every day about it until 
I saw, you know, people are like, oh, it's jail talk. But I'm like, I see it. This man is changing. And when he came home, it was confirmation. But I, I, In the book, it was a couple of times you left him because you, you was a little fed up. Like he talked about like after that Twitter rant that he went on, you wasn't, you put him on ice. Yeah, I mean. We, Tell us about that day because that was a crazy day and crazy morning. I was shocked that I saw him going through his rant, but. I didn't expect him to come for me right? Mm. because I was the angel. I'm like the baby. Right. When he did that, I'm like, what is wrong with you? You know, and he started screaming on the phone and I hung up the phone. But immediately after he was like, I'm so sorry. I love you. But then two days after that, he went to prison. Mm-hmm. So it, he was just going through so much, right. you know, and I just I honestly felt like that sentence changed him. Were you surprised so many people forgave him? No, because they know he was going through it. I forgave him immediately. Mm-hmm. It, I think everything he did, he didn't really do it intentionally. Yeah, I mean, in his book, he's very open. I mean, about the the, the drug use and how yeah. he just was out of his mind. He like, was, the lean. Mm-hmm. You know, and what's crazy is I've never seen him take the lean. He would hide it from me. Nothing he did, he showed it to me. Really? Nothing. Never seen him drink the lean. I mean, I knew he was doing it. But he respected me so much that he hid all that stuff from me because I am not that woman that's, gonna sit here and watch you just damage your life i'm gonna be like you can't do this this mm-hmm. isn't right you know so i feel like that's another reason why he respects me so much more because it's like i i tell him you i'm not a yes man to him you got to do better babe i love you fix this for you please now a lot of people talk about how jail doesn't rehab people yeah. do you feel like for gucci it was kind of actually maybe in the end of everything a positive thing for him because it did get him off the drugs have him sit down think about his life some more and come out as a better person absolutely you know he's been locked up several times and it didn't rehab him before but it did this time like i said this was serious angela it wasn't you just going to fulton county jail Mm. you're in a maximum security prison inmates are dying every day you're facing 20 years, you have your career, you have your woman at home, which is it? Mm -hmm. So it was like, now you have to choose. And I felt we prayed so much and asked God to help us. And we feel like God answered all our prayers and your your return favor is to change. Mm. So I feel like that's really what happened. Now, y'all are a unit. What does Gucci have that you don't have? And what do you have that he doesn't have? Like, what do y'all add to each other to make yourselves a complete unit? Well... Gucci is super intelligent, and he's super smart. So am I. Um, I think we we both just bring everything to the table. We have a household of two incomes. You know, I do everything for him as a wife should do. I cook. I pack his bags. I clean up. I, you know, I just, I feel like everything as a man he should do, he, he does. And everything as a wife should do, I do. So we just, it makes it even better. Good West Indian woman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I take care of my man, honey. Yes, and I wash his back if I need to. All right, we got more with Keisha K.O. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have Keisha K.O. in the building. Now, Charlemagne? Now, people say that it's easy to forgive a man when he's well off, Keisha. Like if he was the God forbid, do some dirt with another woman. Would it be easy to forgive because he is Gucci man? Not not this woman. <laughs> you know, I like I said, I love Gucci, but I don't I'm not gonna sit there and ha- allow anyone to disrespect me because he's Gucci. Yeah. No, I have morals and principles and I'm a woman, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, and I have to 
respect myself. So when in order for, for a man to respect you, you got to respect yourself. So now I'm not going to sit there and allow him to do anything because of who he is. But you I know we're retarded sometimes. Men can be a little retarded. Sometimes we have a little lapse in judgment. You know what I'm saying? If we make one little mistake. But he's made a lot of mistakes. You're supposed to learn from him. Yeah, and he keep- has. He has. And I trust him so much now. I don't even have to worry about anything. Sometimes you got to go through a lot. You have to. Mm-hmm. How do you know when to trust a man? Like, how do you know when he's a man is completely changed and rehabilitated and you know he's doing right by you? You feel it. That mm. woman intuition. Like, you know. Like, even if he's on the road and I'm not there, I don't have to get up and think. He working, he good. And and that's what a marriage is. Like, if you don't feel that way, don't even get married. Or, now, now is there a prenuptial agreement in place? <laughs> no. There's not? No, we don't need none. I mean, if the man trusts me with his whole life and all his money and all of that, then what we need a prenup. That's real. That's he went to jail and left you the bread, yeah. All of it. Everything. Everything, his cars, everything. And after that, that was after knowing him for how long? How long were y'all together? Oh, nine, oh, 2010. About yeah. two years. Yeah. But even for no, you, not though. two years. It was longer than that. But what's crazy is at the beginning of it, when he wanted to give me all of his money, I, t- I said, I don't want it. Mm. He offered, he wanted to give me so much money. He's like, babe, I'm away. I want you to, I said, I don't want it. Why didn't you want it? Because I didn't need it, first of all. I was doing so well for myself. One, two. I'm not here for your money. Mm-hmm. You're locked up. Again, we didn't know how much time he was going to get. I wanted to secure him and make sure he would be okay for however long time he was going to get. So I didn't take a dollar. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, but even for you, you got money. You don't want to have a prenuptial to protect your, 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 your interests? True. And, you know, my mom talked to me about it too. But, like, again, it's like what we've been through and how our finances is set up now, it wouldn't even make sense. It would be like, what's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Now, how do y'all maintain such uh, such good shape if you like to cook all this Jamaican food? Well, I don't cook that food every day. Okay. I probably cook like that. I, when I when we're in Atlanta, I usually do it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. That used to be our day. But from Monday through Saturday, oh, no. Salads and fruits, we don't play that game. Right. Mm-hmm. So y'all, y'all do have a strict diet? Yes, I make sure we have a strict diet and we work out five to six days a week. How do you have a strict diet with, with those kids and you Jamaican? Discipline. Mm. Discipline. I literally cook the food and don't even eat it. Mm. Because it took me a while to get here, though. This wasn't nothing new. Like, I've been working out for like five years, but when Gucci got locked up, that's when I changed my whole diet. I got so skinny and obsessed with it till I looked sick, seriously, mm. and I had to... Like, catch myself. Mm-hmm. So now I finally understand my body and finally understand what I can eat to maintain my weight. It took a while, but I got it now. Yeah, Gucci said something in the book I'm still trying to figure out. He said when he was in jail, y'all used to get up and work out together. Yeah. They have a time where they get up every morning. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So we had a whole schedule mm-hmm. together. So I would get up the same time with him. I would take the kids to school, come back home, work out. He's working out the same time. He shower, I shower. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, he calls. We talk about our workout. We talk about our lunch. And we did that every day. I, wow. I, yeah. Every day. So his time would go by faster. And so he's not... Like, I did all of that on purpose mm-hmm. to get his mind focused. I didn't want him in there to getting any trouble, to getting more time. So I kind of just did all those things. And I would, you know, fly down there to see him. And we sit in visitation for five, six hours. And I just sit there with him. And you could tell he was really working out because you saw him losing oh, the weight. Ben, it, this, the, the first two months, he lost like 40 pounds because he was detoxing. Mm-hmm. All that stomach was lean. It wasn't even fat. Mm-hmm. 
It's hard to get off lean. Because it's, they're constipated. Mm-hmm. They don't go to the bathroom. Yeah, you talk about that in the book, yeah. Yeah, so all of that was constipation, 40 pounds. Because he went in like 290. And then the other 50, he had to work hard for that. So what good Jamaican remedy would you give him when he was constipated? What would... He wouldn't, like I said, he wouldn't tell me. Oh. He wouldn't tell me. He was hiding all of this from me. Like, I, And when I would be at the house in Atlanta and I'm coming over, this is stuff he's, he's told me now. He said he would pour the lean in fruit punch to trick me. And I'm like, well, what if I tasted it? Bill Cosby. Oh, no. Did you, <laughs> did you learn a lot when you read the book that you didn't know? I No, I kind of, I knew everything. And he was writing the book from jail and he would mail me the sheets because I heard someone say he didn't write his book. That's absolutely false. He wrote page by, even if you read it, you see it's in his own language, mm-hmm. his own words. He wrote that book page by page and mailed it and then I would mail it to the people to print it up in the book. Were you ever concerned like when he was in the street that people would uh, come after you because they knew you were like the closest person to him? No. Growing up in Jamaica, I witnessed my dad being murdered. Mm. So What part of Jamaica? Kingston? St. Thomas. St. Thomas. So, and and that's another reason why I'm so protective over the children. Mm-hmm. Because his own friends set him up to be murdered. So I kind of been through that life. So I understand him. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing he did scared me. I was never scared of him. Even when sometimes he's going through it, I would fly to Atlanta and be like, yo, what's what's wrong with you? Talk to me. You know, I, I, I don't fear that type of stuff because I I seen it as a young child growing up and I just want to always protect him. Sometimes I feel like I'm his security knowing I can't do nothing. Like if people come at him I'm like, you know. But no. So, so you saw your father get killed in front of you? Yeah, he um he was coming home one night and they were outside waiting in the bushes for him to walk in and they shot him in his head. So mm. we were inside. How old were you? Then. Damn. We left Jamaica a week later after y'all was scared for the rest of the family or both my mom was like we got to go we can't stay here my he was wealthy mm-hmm. so they would rob him and you know just and they finally murdered him how, how did you get over that trauma or have you i'm over it mm-hmm. um i'm okay gucci reminds me so much of him mm. so it's like everything that gucci has done in the past i forgive him i'm cool with it like if somebody do something to you and you have to defend yourself, then you got to defend yourself. We look forward to seeing more of the show, and we appreciate you for joining us. Yeah, I'm ready for you to write a book. I want to hear more. I, I want to write one, too, because my life is very interesting. All right, Keisha K.O. There Yay. you have it. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning.